Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. I'm here to tell you this morning that God is life. What? is being celebrated today on this celebration of Halloween is death. And this world wants to celebrate death. We have a savior that defeated death and he is life. Don't forget that. God is life. The Bible says, and the light shineth in darkness, verse five, and the darkness comprehended it not. You know why? Because man is guilty. Man is filthy. Man is condemned by God. Everything that man does, everything that man thinks, it's wickedness before a holy God. And we have too high of an estimation of ourselves, and we just need to get as low as we can and remember what God saved us out of. In this world's mind, it's completely blinded. They're walking around like this. And they can't see the light of Jesus Christ. That's why we do the outreaches that we do. And there's always, always, always going to be two sides. There's going to be the dark side and there's going to be the light side. Guess what side I'm on? Guess what side I want you to be on? Guess what side that world's on? It always will be on the dark side. Don't fool yourself. Don't kid yourself. The two will not ever exist together. They will always be enemies It cannot be reconciled in and of themselves. Jesus Christ has to come in and break that cycle of darkness. But the two sides aren't going to exist. First John chapter number one. First John one. First John chapter one, the Bible says in verse number one. Second thing I'd like you to see, God is life. God is also light. First John one, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father, And with his son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. You know why Christians, so-called Christians or whatever you want to call them, that are so attracted to these holidays, these this Halloween, this idea of celebrating death. They haven't experienced the joy of the Lord. (laughs) Jesus Christ comes into your heart. What else do you want? What else do you need to get you excited? And that's why we have to have all of this stuff that we see, all of the lights, all of the camera, all of the action, all of the. Because there's no joy in the Lord of people's heart. They have to manufacture it somehow. 
You don't have to manufacture anything. If you're saved, you have the joy of the Holy Ghost. You have the joy of the Lord. Then this is the message, verse 5, which we have heard of him and declare unto you, and here it is, that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. If this world walks in darkness, why would you and I want to do that? We have Jesus Christ. He is the light. Let me say it this way. Your life, my life was full of darkness. Jesus Christ came in. We should be at enemy with the world. Because when we were in the world, we were of the world, we were of the devil, we were in darkness, we were at enmity with God. Why when the table is flipped, all of a sudden Christians want to get so close to the world that no one would even dare know that they're a Christian. I don't want anybody to think I'm mean. I don't want anybody to think that I'm legalistic. I don't want anybody to think, whoa, it, that, that, that's that church. Be a good name for a church. That church. Italics, bold, fat. John 3, 19, this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. You know, if only Jesus would he was here, people would say, if only Jesus would hear here, you know, people wouldn't accept when he was here. They did. Because the joy is within the Lord Jesus Christ comes and abides in your heart. I'm going to say to you today very adamantly. Without any apology, that Halloween is. Here's a quote, Anton Lavey. You know who you, you know who Anton Lavey is. He founded the Church of Satan. That's what he did. And he said Halloween is the most important day of the year for devil worshippers. That's what he says. Yet Christians, they just want to jump head in. You know what he's doing right now. In hell, he lifted up his eyes in torment. That's what he's doing right now. And if you want to worship Satan, you want to follow Satan, you want to follow the ways of the world, go ahead and you'll meet Anton LaVey someday. That's not what I want. That's not what the Lord wants. That's not what our church wants. But if you follow the devil, you're going to go to the place that God prepared for the devil and the devil's angels. And nobody wants that for anybody. But God's a holy God. He's a righteous God. And he's a God full of wrath and judgment. So here's the positive news. Experience his love. He gave his life for you so that you didn't have to experience his wrath. The Bible says Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for us. Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. Romans 14, 9. For to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord both of the living and both of the dead and the living. Why do we so, we so dial ourselves back when it comes to, well, I don't know if I should, and I don't I think it's that bad, and I don't. When Jesus Christ died for you, he's so much better. He is so much better than Halloween. Jesus Christ is eternal life. So that was the introduction. I hope everybody's okay so far. If you are, say amen. It'll help me out. Amen. Okay. There's three views on Halloween. We're going to look at those three views today. See if we can get some help from the Lord. First view is this. Uh, get Ephesians 2. 
as, as I'm speaking to you, get Ephesians chapter two. The first view is, well, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm having fun. And it really honestly doesn't matter to me that it's pagan because quite honestly, I kind of lean that way. <laughs> That's the world. That's the world. That's one view. It's no big deal. We're just going to jump in lock, stock and barrel. Ephesians chapter two says this. Verse number two, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. This paganistic world will always mark it down every single time. They will always go against what the Bible says. You can talk to them till you're blue in the face. The Bible says they don't care. They will always go against the Bible like you and I did before we got saved. That's why it's so important to bring the light of the glorious gospel. Someone gets saved, now that light turns on. You know what my prayer is? That Christians would always want to do what the Bible says. And you know what the problem we have in our day is? You can come to church and hear sermon after sermon about salvation and tithing. But I'm saved. You're saved. We try to present the gospel as much as we can. But you know why the saints gather together? So they can be edified. So we can learn what the Bible says and then get excited about doing what the Bible says. It shouldn't be a burden. Oh, you know what? I never saw that. Well, God said it. I want to obey it. Those of you that raised kids, when you raised your kid and you told them not to lie and they said, well, what are you, legalistic? Would you allow that to? No. Which, by the way, you're not going to make your child tell the truth because that's a hard issue. Say you're sorry to your sister, right? I'm sorry. Yet in your heart, in your you just said it, so Dad would give you a pass so you can run out and play in the woods. But in your heart, you're thinking, oh, I'm really sorry. You can't make somebody do anything. And this sermon isn't designed to make you do anything. You know why? Because you're going to do what you want to do, and I'm going to do what I want to do, and, and everybody's going to do what they want to do. You know what I want to do? Lord helping me, I want to follow God's word. I want to obey God. But the Lord helping me, because of my own strength, won't do it. Here's what Halloween is designed to open you up to. The dark side and to celebrate death, not life. To celebrate evil and not purity. Historically, October 31st is when the Celtic calendar year ends. October 31st then became the eve of Samhain. It's a pagan Druid festival that ran three days and it was a festival of the dead. That's what it was. That's what it is. And it was celebrated by Druids. You know what Druids were and are still? A paganistic satanic cult. I am not a Druid. 
I don't want anything to do with their festivals or their celebrations. I am a born again Christian. God is my life. God is my light. And it's not grievous for me to read something and say, you know what? I shouldn't be doing that. During the festival, here's some of the things that happen. Dead people are summoned to rise and wander around. And then they revisit homes and haunt them. Witchcraft is practiced. Ghosts roam about as they're being summoned by spiritists. Pagan druids would go around and knock on people's doors and demand food to support their special diet that they had during this festival. Satanic rituals that abused animals, men, women, and babies is what those folks participated in. You look around in this world, evil is everywhere. You look at the costumes, you look at what they sell in the stores, you go to Amazon. And because of that, this is why a message like this has to be taught and talked about because very, very few people will talk about it. This is not something that's just fun. The world will always run its course. Where in time past you walked according to this course of this world. The children of dis disobedience are always being worked over by that spirit. By the prince of the power of the air. They walk hand in hand. You and I aren't going to change what this world does. Don't go to the Halloween store and say you can't sell costumes. They're going to say get out of here buddy. You're not going to go on outreach and see who's the, who's the event coordinator here. Shut this whole thing down. It's wicked. Go ahead and try it. This world will run its course. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. They're going to do what they do because that's what pagans and people that hate God do. Or people that are just not informed and haven't thought about it. and Come across this on their Facebook scroll and they're like, now I'm scared. There's some scary man speaking from the Bible and I'm getting frightened okay you just put a gory mask on you have blood running from your face you're watching r-rated horror movies and i'm a scary man this world is psycho they have lost their mind <laughs> it just that number two this is the second view on halloween get jeremiah chapter number 10 i know it's the old testament I'd like you to turn there. The second view is, well, I know it's pagan. I understand the origins of it, but it's just not why we do it. The Bible says in Jeremiah 10, 1, Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the why of the heathen. Except it doesn't say why. It says learn not the way of the heathen. God doesn't care why he's, he, you're doing what he told you not to do. If it's a heathen way, don't do it. Well, that's not why we do it. Well, quit it with that. God said don't do heathen ways and heathen practices. Stop saying, well, that's not why I do it. God said learn not the way, the way of the heathen. And be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. This is why you have Christians, you have churches that will set up a trunk or tree, and they'll just try to label it. Well, it's not really why we do it. We're not going to do a trick or treat. We're going to do a trunk or treat. 
No, that's because you're afraid to face people and tell them what the Bible says because you'll lose somebody. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to tell people that we're right and everybody else is wrong. I'm trying to tell you that the Bible says, learn not the way of the heathen. Why can't we just read the Bible and obey the principle? We want to decorate things and make them look like they're not so, but I'm not convinced that that's what God would have us to do. We'll just have a fall festival instead of a Halloween party. Well, that's funny. Everybody's dressed up like ghosts and goblins, and you can call it whatever you want. We're not dressing like druids. It's a costume for Christ, everyone. <laughs> Why are you so afraid to not do what the world does? I just have to do this. Everybody else is doing it. I just have to do it. Why is that so exciting? And Jesus Christ isn't. Did he give you life? Did he give you eternal light? Is he the light that shined in your dark world? I, I mean, my kids dress up every day. Usually it's Lone Ranger on Monday. And then on Tuesday, it's Tonto. Wednesday, it's the Rifleman, and on Thursday, there's nothing wrong with dressing up. You want to dress up, dress up. What I'm saying is, this holiday celebrates something that isn't godly. It's pagan. Go down to verse number six in Jeremiah 10. For as much as there is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. How come you don't go trick-or-treating and knock on doors? Well, because it's a Druid festival, and Jeremiah 10, 6 says, the Lord is great, and his name is great, so I just want to tell people about him. You might lose a friend. Someone might look at you like you're weird. Okay, I'm weird. You're standing there, and you have a ghost. You have a sheet over your face. When I was a kid, we, my parents did all this stuff. When I was a kid, oh, man, my my nanny, that's Italian for grandmother, she, she came over on Halloween, and uh, I had a dog, Muggsy. We just kept the dog out. Back and we thought the dog got out of the pen, and it's, it's getting dusk, it's getting dark, and so we hear something at the front door. And I thought it was my dog, Muggsy. Well, I open up the door, and there's my nanny. She's got a paper bag over her head with the eyes cut out. And happy Halloween. I scared me for that. I think of it right now. I'm scared. Scared me to death man we weren't pagan people we didn't know mom and dad did what they thought was best for us we had fun but i'm telling you more getting the more you read the bible the more you get in god's word the more you realize how far gone this world is and how many things we get excited about that we just ought not be excited about look at verse number uh, 10 but the Lord, Jeremiah 10, 10, but the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and an everlasting king. At his wrath, the earth shall tremble and the nations shall not be able to abide his indignation. Look at verse 12. He hath made the earth by his power. No witch is going to do that. He hath established the world by his wisdom. And hath stretched out. That's what they witches are. They call it. Wise givers, wise ones, witches, wise ones. They're not. 
He hath established the world by his wisdom and hath stretched out the heavens by his discretion. That's the God that we serve. Get excited about Jesus Christ. Verse number 14, look at it. Every man, oh boy. Every man is brutish in his knowledge. Every founder is confounded by the graven image. For his molten image is falsehood, and there is no breath in them. They are vanity and the work of errors. But it gets worse. Verse 21. For the pastors are become brutish. You know, ironically enough, the word pastor shows up more in the Old Testament than it does in the New Testament. And I think it's about eight or nine times, you got to check me on this, that it shows up in the book of Jeremiah. You want results? Try going multi-decades with what the world would call no results. Except God was glorified and his word went forth and people were warned. And Jeremiah was called by God to do it. Well, the pastors have become brutish and have not sought the Lord because they're too busy on the Internet trying to search out a series that they can preach on that will meet somebody's felt need. So they keep going. And if you talk like this to a congregation of 2000 or 3000 or 5000 people, one of two things is going to happen. People are going to come under conviction or they will get up and walk out on you and your name will be smeared across the Internet. Because you're a mean man and you're trying to take away something that me and my family love to do. And what are you, just against fun? No, I love fun. But I hate the things that God hates. And I am not going to get my family. And I'm not going to recommend you get your family in celebrating a druid paganistic festival and trying to slap on. Well, that's not why we do it. Amen. Historically, black cats were worshipped in Egypt, and they be uh, it, and you know they try to turn you into one. That's why when they did these this three day festival, what they did is the costume was they would dress up in animal skins, which meant they killed an animal to get the skin. They put that skin on them. Historically, witches or the religion of Wicca, they would carry brooms. You see those pictures with the witches on the broomstick? And they, well, they'd come and with the broom, they'd sweep and clean the area of the spirits, of haunted spirits. And they wanted it cleansed before they performed their pagan ritual. Yet, Bewitched and Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Harry, you're not my potter, is more popular with so-called Christians than I can believe. And when you talk to them, they look at you like you're nuts. You know what the Bible says? Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery? Well, kids don't do that. Fornication, you wish you could say kids don't do that. Uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. You know what the fastest growing religion, at least they say amongst youth is? Wicca. But it's okay. Mickey 
with the magic hat and the magic wand. It's okay. It's okay. It's just, it's just a story. Yeah. Why are you being so mean? I'm not being mean. Why are you giving satanic paganistic people your money and saying, well, what's wrong with it? That's not why we do it. God said, learn not the way of the heathen. God said, I, Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And you'll see Christian parents, they'll march their kid through the parade. Look, it's Harry Potter. That's stupid. If you're a Christian, that's a dumb idea. Well, your kids are going to grow up to hate you. So far, they're okay with me. Are you more concerned with pleasing Johnny and Susie and Carol and Billy? Or are you more concerned with pleasing God? If my kids want me to choose them or God, I'm going to choose God. Now, I want my kids to choose God. And I'm commanded to train them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And when they're adults, guess what they're going to do? What dad told them to do. Nope. They're going to do what they want to do. Now, if you're mean and nasty and rude and cruel, that's one thing. But if you're simply trying to live by the Bible the best you know how, and they decide, well, that's not for me, that's not on you. That's on them. The Old Testament said, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. You know what God commanded his nation, the people of Israel? You see a witch, you got a license from God to kill that witch because they're so evil. You know what a wizard is? It's a male witch. Now, we're New Testament Christians. We don't go around and start knocking on people's doors. There a witch in here? Boom. I'm not telling you to do that. Don't do that. They're already dead in trespasses and sins. We don't have to go and kill them. They're already dead. We need to bring them the light of the glorious gospel to so be alive forevermore. Because in Adam all die, but in Jesus Christ all can be made alive. But that's the second view. People are, uh, go to Mark chapter 5. The other thing, historically, there's the release of unclean spirits. Mark chapter 5. I hope we're all right this morning. Mark chapter 5, verse number 1. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. You don't have to go far to find that. Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. You can't make a man do anything. Because that he had been bound, uh, been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken to pieces, neither could any man tame him. Always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. When you saw Jesus far off, he ran and worshipped him. And cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high, God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto me, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. 
And he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh under the mountains, a great herd of swine feeding. All the devils besought him saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith, Jesus gave them leave and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. The herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. Two more verses. And they that fled the swine, fed the swine, fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they came and they come to Jesus. And see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. When the world looks at you, there's a bit where they should be afraid. Because Jesus came into your life. If you're saved and now you're sitting and clothed in your right mind. Notice when Jesus comes. You ought not walk around in a costume that shows that you're half naked. Because when Jesus comes, you put on clothes. You don't take off your clothes and walk around like some witch or walk around like some harlot and say, well, it's just fun. I'm just dressing up. No, you're walking around naked. And Jesus said, when he comes and he casts out the unclean, you'll be sitting clothed and in your right mind. There's no unclean spirit. Anymore, you've got guess what kind of spirit? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Pagan druids would carve turnips into death, ma uh, death masks and they would carry them around. I'm not giving my kid a jack o' lantern to walk around carrying what the druids called a death mask and say trick or treat and have them put candy in that. Learn not the way of the heathen. Now, as a, as a saved Roman Catholic, you know what we were taught as Roman Catholics growing up? You know who we were taught to pray for? Dead people. If somebody died, you'd get a prayer card and you would say prayers for the dead. Now, it was a, a bit of a reason you could extract money from the people of the church as well. As well. So there's that whole thing, too. Well, if you give, then uh, it was greater, greater riches, lesser time is the old Roman Catholic saying. So if your loved one died, you just get your family to give more to the Catholic Church. And they would say more prayers for the dead, for your dead. And they would have a lesser stay in what they would call purgatory before they. That's a good way to get money from people by deceiving them. Yeah, God's honored by that. Not. But anyway, we were taught to say prayers for dead people. That's a pagan tradition that came from pagan druids. Because that's what they would do. They prayed, stop haunting us. They prayed, get to your final place of rest and stop haunting us. All of these ghosts around, they pray, stop haunting us. Get to your final destination of rest. And the Roman Catholic Church, they had a great real estate program. They would go around Europe and conquer land. And instead of it being the first church of the Druids, it became the first church of Father Nimrod. And all they did was change the name. And now paganistic 
rituals were in what was supposed to be a Christian church. And that's all they did. Nothing has changed since Genesis. Nothing has changed. We're slapping a Christian label on something that isn't Christian. Amen. And they married paganism within the church. It's kind of like today. People are so afraid to say, no, we're Christian. The days of the Puritans are gone. Now, they did some things that we all wouldn't agree with, but they didn't want any of that in church. They stood against it until they just got. I mean, you can't, they tried to legislate it. You can't legislate righteousness. And it just, there it goes. There's nothing wrong with it. That's view too. That's not why we do it. It's a high holy day today for Satanism and witches. It's a high holy day where people and animals and children are hurt and sometimes killed. It's not Christian. It's nothing that we should slap a label on and say it is Christian. Now, the third view, the third group of people. Go to 2 Timothy chapter number 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. The third group of people fall into this category, and they, they say this. I know it's pagan. I know it's Christian, so I'm just going to lock myself in my house. We're going to shut the curtains, and we're going to hide out in our bedroom for two days. That's the third view. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Are you a Christian? Are you saved? Don't live in fear. They might be able to hurt your body. They can't destroy your soul. You have power that comes from the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, not some Casper the unfriendly ghost. And then there's the fourth group. Well, I said there were three, but there are the three that were not. The fourth group should be us. Or as they say down south, us and us. That's us. I'm not here to take away anything from anybody. My job is to preach the word. And then let the word of God speak to your heart. I am called to preach the word of God. I'm not preacher happy slappy where I'm trying to be everybody's best buddy. And I don't want to so afraid of this. I'm so afraid of that. I got to skip down the aisle. And I, I need to talk to you straight from the Bible. And if you say, Brother Jimmy, I don't see that in the Bible. Okay. But if you tell me your feelings are hurt because you saw something in the Bible that hurt your feelings, I'm going to say, good. Good. That's how I grew as a Christian, by getting my feelings hurt. That's how I grew in athletics, by getting my muscles hurt, by getting my pride hurt, by getting. You go to the gym, you work out, the next day your muscles hurt. Guess what happens after a week? You're healthier. You're healthier, as long as you stay away from Ralph's nuts. <laughs> Not saying who that's for, just saying. Look, our job, our job is to preach the Bible. That's what our job is to do. 
Bible says all the way back in Genesis 1. Go back there. Genesis 1. I am not locking myself in my house. If there's people congregating, this is why we go to tech. This is why we go to the, uh, to the square in Livingston. This is why we're going to go to the park in, in Dogwood. And guess what we're going to tell people? Guess what we're not going to tell people? Major children, this is pagan. Ah, it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a jack of a lantern. Somebody call the cops, get the police down here. You know this is these, these people are acting like druids. Let's shut this event down. No, that's not what we're gonna do. Because we're not gonna change the course of this world, and nor are we commanded to. You know what we're called to do? Preach the gospel. You know where Jesus went? Where people were. And you know what he told them? Take off the witch hat. No. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I mean, you're not upset that I'm dressed like uh, whatever the scary monster is supposed to be? The Frankenstein? Or the, well, sorry. There's kids here. You got in trouble last week because I said Dracula. Wife said, Simple concerning evil. Okay, sorry. They were asking what I dressed up as as a kid. I said, you know, Batman, Spider-Man. Forget all that. Look, I am not going to tell somebody don't dress up as Frankenstein or Dracula or whatever. I'm going to tell them that Jesus Christ came and wants to give you eternal life. That is our message. It's not to preach against stuff. We do that to Christians when they come and want to learn the Bible. <laughs> we want to grow in grace. We want to be sanctified. We want to, we want to learn more than, okay, I'm saved. You've given me 35 sermons on salvation, and there's 52 weeks on a Sunday. I'd like to learn a little bit something on how I actually have to live as a saved person. But the Bible says in Genesis 1-2, watch this. And the earth was, was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. People have a void in their life. People have darkness in their life. They have an obsession with death and darkness. And we need to show them that the Spirit of God can fill that void. And you don't have to have an empty, meaningless life that's full of darkness and it's voided out. You don't. You can have what we talked about in 1 John 1. Now you are free to live for the Lord. 1 John 1, what did it tell us when we read it in the beginning? You have what? The word of life. You have what? Eternal life. You have what? Fellowship with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. You have a life full of joy. One true God that is light and what? life and in him is no darkness at all i would submit to you there's no need there's no reason for excitement to celebrate death darkness gore witches goblins and all that i don't want anything to do with any type of dark arts and i would submit to you not to have anything to do with the dark arts there is power there there is a spirit there, 
and it's real, don't mess around with it. Spirit, power, prince of the air, all that. If you don't think for a minute there's evil forces, you're just wrong. Don't mess around with that stuff. You get in a little bit, who's to say you're not going to go so knee deep that now you're involved in something that you said I would never get involved with. God says, look, you can find joy in me. I am life. I am peace. And you don't need anything else. We've got something so much better. And it's Jesus Christ that you show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let me ask you a question. Do you have any Satanists or Druids that you know that are going to join you for Sunday worship service? Now, they're in town, by the way. We, we, we've met two of them. One of them was a rather strange, eerie, and could have turned into an unsafe situation. I'll tell that story at another time. We knocked on his door, and we looked inside the house, and it was satanic what we saw. I only left after my son came around because they were knocking doors at another place. But it could have turned south pretty quick based on how the conversation was going. And I said, I'll leave you this to read. If you have any questions, if anything changes, our website and email and phone numbers on, on this card. Yeah, there's Satanists right here in this town that need the gospel. Are they coming and worshiping with us this morning? No. Is any Druid or any Satanist, are they going to go with you down on the square to hold signs, and witness to people, or down at the park to hand out gospel tracts, or come and join you for a hymn sing? They're not knocking doors with you. Why are you knocking doors with them? Trick or treat. You know what the trick was? Eve got tricked. Adam got tricked. You know what they were clothed in? Not enough. The sin entered into the world. They tried to clothe themselves and it wasn't enough. God said, I'm going to clothe you because you don't know what to put on. You've been tricked by the old serpent. You know what the treat is? God came down manifesting the body of flesh, let out on a tree, and wants to clothe you with his righteousness so that you would stop putting costumes on to try to make people think that you're good or right. Because anything that you put on will never make you righteous. It will only make you, it will only continually make you filthy and dirty before God. And he made a sacrifice. It was one time. And he didn't put an animal skin on to try to look like a black cat. He didn't do some hocus pocus and try to make a little spell. He sacrificed his body on a tree so that you can be clothed in the righteousness of God. And now you are free to serve him and him alone and everything that's happening down here. Sorry, I got something so much better. And if you're saved, you've got something so much better. I'm not telling you what to do or not to do. All I'm saying is, if you're a Christian, why not rejoice in the fact that you're way, 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 way above that and you've got something so much 
more precious. The Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.